0: Citizen Critic is a podcast where we critique the critics and review the reviews of the movies, music, television, and also etc. that matter to you. Listen to Citizen Critic on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: But nobody ever said, why don't you check and see if if you change your diet? That that could be life changing for you. And I, like no one ever said that. I had to read like a ton of books and start experimenting. On my own body
0: hey there and welcome to the be more well podcast i'm jeff st pierre thank you so much for stopping by and taking this journey with me this is episode two of the be more well podcast since it's still pretty new i'll just remind you that this is all about finding a pathway to your own personal wellness i'm sharing my story with you you know the ups the downs the struggles and successes. All of that with hopes that you may find something that helps you find wellness for yourself. Today, I've got a very special guest joining me. I met her, gosh, like four years ago now. It's been a long time. She was my personal trainer at the gym for a couple of years before I had to leave that gym due to uh, moving to a new house. But not only does she know her stuff when it comes to getting people into shape, she's also just recently started an integrative health coaching business, and she just launched an eight-week health coaching program. This girl is amazing. Uh, Just so we're all on the same page here, I want to preface this interview by saying that we recorded it a few weeks ago. I had planned on launching this podcast a few weeks back, but life kind of got in the way. You know, it happens. So there are some personal things in here that may be a little out of date. Uh, For example, we're going to reference my fiance in the interview. Uh, She and I have since gotten married, so she is my wife now, not my fiance. But the content of the interview as a whole is still great. I'm so excited to have this guest on the show and in future weeks as well. You're going to be hearing a lot from her. Please welcome Corinne Kamel. Corinne, why don't we start with just a little background about who you are? What are you into right now?
1: So many things. <laughs> I Right now, at this very moment, I am a personal trainer at Under Armour Performance Center, and I am an integrative wellness coach.
0: What does an integrative wellness coach mean?
1: So it means I help people heal. I help them transform their lifestyles to align with their goals. So I look at everything from their stress, their career, their nutrition, their workouts. I look at the entire person. That's what integrative means. And that is what I found to be the most effective in really helping people.
0: All right. So Corinne, Everybody has a journey. Everybody has something that got them to where they are. So I want to go back a little bit. Okay. So I want to go back to when you were younger. Tell me a little bit about young Corinne. Like what was young Corinne into? Were you always into athletics? Were you always into, I don't know, being physical? I don't really know what the right question is for that, but
1: I'm an identical twin. So that's right. Yes. Growing up, I always had like a friend, a, you know, someone with me to go through life's challenges. Um, we both were very intense dancers, like literally from the age of four. Um, we did all types of dance. Um, my favorite was like modern, but I also did ballet Like, very intensely. Um, I did competitions. I almost went to school for that. But if we're staying back into like when I was younger, so dance was my main thing. I was always very athletic in that way. Um, I was actually a very sick kid. Like, I was always in and out of the doctors, always needed antibiotics, like, had all of these issues. And honestly, that's kind of what led me to like who I am today.
0: Interesting. So so you've always been an active person. So like, I don't want to say sports, but you know what I mean? Like physical activity has always been something that you've been interested in. So as we fast forward and you're deciding to figure out what you want to do with your life, you know, like everybody when they're in high school, like, what are you going to do with your life? Where are you going to go to college? Did you know when you were getting ready to take those next steps that you were like, I want to be a trainer? Like, I want this is what I want to do. I want to do this with other people.
1: I absolutely had no idea. Okay. Um,
0: (laughs) So where was your head at? Like, what were you thinking? Like, I'm I'm just kind of curious.
1: Yeah. So um, I, I mean, part of growing up and watching, you know, my parents and the choices that they made, um, I made a promise to myself, like, in my first year of college that I would never just pursue a career for the money. I wanted to do something that I was passionate about and, like, for me, like, choosing a major was really hard. Like, I hated the question, like, what do you want to do with your life? I was like, I literally don't know. <laughs> like, I'm 18. What am yeah, I like, supposed to <laughs> Like, I don't know. Stop asking me. But so, like, I changed my major to, like, graphic design because I'm very artistic. Um, I almost was a dance major at, like, a um, conservatory. I actually got a scholarship. Oh, wow. Yeah. I almost did business. And finally I settled on kinesiology. Say, I
0: can't see you in business. I can't see you sitting in an office cube all day long, like plugging in numbers into spreadsheets.
1: So I hate (laughs) sitting at a desk, but like entrepreneurship has always been super like interesting and fascinating to me. Like my father was an entrepreneur. He actually started the airport shuttle. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so like, I feel like it's in my DNA to want to like explore, like entrepreneurship, but yeah. business doesn't equal like, entre- like you can, yes. I'm- I didn't like my accounting classes. Like I, I'm much, much, much more interested in like anatomy, like the sciences, like how to be your best self, like physically, like I loved, um, like X phys was like my favorite class. What
0: X ex-phys? <laughs>
1: Exercise physiology. Okay, It was so hard, <laughs> <laughs> but like I was all about it. Like I read that textbook, like front to back and I just loved it. Cause it was like like all the nerdy stuff like um you know when insulin spikes this happens and like that's your fat <laughs> storage hormone and I was like oh my god like I store fat because my insulin is high and then I was like well how can I lower my insulin and like that like the science the nitty-gritty like is really interesting to me yeah um and then after graduating with a bachelor of science in kinesiology um I did an internship with personal training and they offered me a job so it was kind of like the natural progression to get my personal training certification, start working with clients in the fitness realm.
0: Wait, did you not have your certification when we met or did you were you already certified when we met?
1: Oh yeah. I oh, okay. I, I needed say, oh, to okay. have
0: it. I, I asked for a like certified trainer. Oh yeah, you so. got one. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs>
1: so like my internship obviously, like I had no idea if I wanted to be a personal trainer. Yeah. I just did it. Um, for the experience, I also did an internship with cardiac rehab and it was just taking like blood pressures all day. And like, it was cool, but like, I was drawn to helping people in like the fitness realm at that time. Um, so yeah, I became certified. I started taking clients. I became a spin instructor and got certified in like the TRX, which is the suspension training. I teach all of those classes, um,
0: and that's kind of where you and I met. Uh, was it's been like four or five years now? Some four years, four yeah. years, yep. It's crazy, yeah. So, uh, just a little backstory about uh, Corinne and I's relationship. We met when um, the Under Armour gym opened up downtown, and uh, I was an early adopter to going down there and being a part of that. and And part of signing up was they just kind of matched you with a trainer. So I walk in one day, and they're like, "Here's your trainer. This is Corinne," and uh, it was a match made in heaven. Yes,
1: <laughs> well, I was like, "What? I Maybe mean,
0: for me, probably not for her." Because <laughs> I'm sure that I gave her a hard time some days, but
1: <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I'm training a celebrity!" Oh,
0: stop it, <laughs> stop it!
1: <laughs> I was like, "Guys, I have this new client, and his—he's he's on the radio."
0: <laughs> we like—I had had trainers before, but it was always, you know, like when you start a new gym, they give you three training sessions for free or whatever. You know, it was never really a consistent thing. But you were my trainer, and then uh, my fiance's trainer as well for. A solid two to three years, you know, pretty consistently until we just couldn't make it to that gym anymore. Life mm-hmm. changes, and we weren't able to make it down there. But uh, it was kind of awesome to have someone that knew who you were, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we could walk into any gym and work with a trainer, but like working with you every couple of weeks or every so often, you knew who we were, you knew our strengths, you knew our weaknesses, you knew our goals. And that was kind of amazing when we walked in. I was like, I know Corinne's going to kick my butt today, but it's in the right way. Like it's like, they're not just going to say, go throw some weight on a dumbbell or a barbell and, and, you know, do bench presses. Like I'm going to walk in there and Corinne's going to have a plan laid out for who we are and what we want to accomplish. And that was an amazing thing from you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I loved working with you guys so much like I looked forward to our sessions um and I do like I write something different for each client and like it would be easier for me to just like like decide on a workout and do it 12 times with 12 different clients but like I first of all I get bored but second of all like I don't operate like that I literally think like okay what exactly are they trying to accomplish and I go from there yeah so
0: I mean, at the time, we were both very active and running. My fiance and I, we were both active and running. So we wanted to do a lot of things that would strengthen us in, in that realm. So more core and leg work was big for us.
1: Yeah, we did a lot of glute work, like to get you ready for running. We did a I'll lot of you, core. I'll tell you, this ass is fantastic. Yeah, now, yeah. You and have a all, great ass. of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was also interesting, and don't take this the wrong way. It was through working out with you that I started to realize – that there was something not right with my body. Mm -hmm. And I had to take some time to figure that out. And it wasn't because you were doing anything wrong, but I have always been an active person. Even when I, you know, from a weight standpoint, up or down, I'd always been active no matter what. Mm -hmm. But I started to not be able to do the same things that I had always been able to do in my life. And it was really, it was really bothering me. And that's when I started to realize like, there's something wrong. There's something going on not the right way inside my body, you know? So I had to take the steps to try to figure that out. And that was a big, big reason why I stopped going because I just didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable going. Like I just didn't, you know what I mean? Like my body was telling me something and I was having a hard time listening to it. So at first I was pushing through Mm -hmm. and that was great. But at the same time I was like, I don't know, there's something really not going on the right way here.
1: So I definitely want to get into more of like what you had going on, but I will say, um, I actually love working with people like in a way deeper way than just fitness because all of my clients that I've had it's like almost like they need more. It's like even if your fitness is like on point, yes. if your stress levels are super high, if you don't love your job, if if you're super stressed, if your eating is not on point for your body because everyone is individual, then there's only so much I can really help you with in 30 minutes or 45 minutes like one time a week and like the rest of that is like what you are doing Mm -hmm. and so I started really gravitating into more of the holistic like entire wellness kind of model so really my sessions like they wouldn't be about training like you would get an amazing workout, but the whole time I'd be like, so how are you? Like, what's going on with you? Like, yes. you know, what are you this eating? This is one of the biggest
0: things that I loved about you and working with you and how your journey has continued because you didn't just stop at, I'm going to be a trainer. That's it. I'm a trainer now. You had other things that you wanted to focus on and you saw the different areas that were interesting to you, like finding out the different things going on with all of your clients' lives and, and how maybe you could help them work their way through that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it got to a point where I was like, how can I like serve these people like more than I am now? And also like my own health journey has led me to like, I mean, I have just read probably hundreds of like nutrition and wellness books because (laughs) like I was trying to figure out what was wrong with like me, like all of my stuff that I was dealing with. And then I immediately when I would learn something, I want to tell someone. So like, you know, whatever book I was reading, I was probably like, like, if I read a whole book about gut health, like the next session with Jeff, I'd be like, so, like, do you know about gut health? you know how like many I...
0: books I have on my shelf right now? And I will admit I'm a very slow reader, so I haven't made it through a lot of them, but my fiance has read it. Like, Wheat Belly. Yes. Um, uh, there were, oh, man. There's a couple more you suggested Clean. that I can't think of right now. Clean wasn't one of them. Oh, I know you've suggested it, but that's not one of the ones we have. But anyway, there's more that we have because of this. So, uh, folks listening, she's not lying. Like, this happened all the time, every week. Here's a new book. Here's
1: a new book. Oh, my God. I like, because I want my clients to be like, performing at their like best selves like I want the most optimal you know everything for my clients so I'm not happy if like they just get a good workout so I'm like always like sending people podcasts like giving them books um I try to go above and beyond and I don't even like it's just my personality like I literally just want to help yeah and again like when I learn something I want to share it and um also like being in a gym like day in and day out like eventually you're kind of like, okay, like this is great, but what else can I do? And so I actually became an integrative nutrition health coach. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I got certified in doing what I was already doing. So like I was already health coaching all of my clients and, (laughs) but now that I kind of have like a certification, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can actually, you know, use this and promote this. And this is, you know, this is a whole nother thing.
0: Yeah. And I like this new journey that you're on. Like, I think this is a great match for you.
1: Yeah. And like the other thing about my journey that I didn't realize, like it started like so physical and it started like, you know, with working out and then it started with eating. And then now I'm almost like discovering that I need to like heal myself emotionally and spiritually Mm -hmm. as well. So like, this whole like year honestly has been about like releasing toxic emotions and you know following your intuition and like I actually got myself a coach who specializes in like mindset because I just wanted to be on another level and like I was helping everyone else but I wasn't actually like taking care of myself and Mm -hmm. it's like super easy to get burned out um like the trainer life is like tough like I would routinely get up at like 4:45 a.m. I know you get up Cry even me earlier a river, than me. Corinne. Oh my god. But like <laughs> that kidding. like does not I know like you have it way worse but that <laughs> does not work like with my body and yeah.
0: I don't think it really works with any like, even when I started going to see a, a new doctor, one of the things she was asking about was my sleep routine. And I was like, well, I wake up at 3am every day because I have to go into work. And she's like, can you not do that? I'm like, yeah. no, I mean, I have to be at work at 4am. So 3am, I mean, maybe 330 if I want to push it I was like, but that's going to happen. Like, she's like, your body's not really made for that. I'm like, I, you know what, that's unfortunately the life that I live right now, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I have been, like, once you kind of learn about, like, circadian rhythms yeah, and, yeah. like, trying to get back to, like, nature and, like, kind of what your body, like, wants to do naturally, um, it's hard. And, like, for example, like, night shift nurses, like, if they are, they're completely going against their their rhythm. Um, yeah. So they have to make sure that, like, everything else is on point. Like, so I would say for you, like, if you get up at 3 a.m., you have to make sure your, your nutrition is on point. You right. at least have to make sure you're getting eight hours no matter when those hours are, you know, for sleep. Yeah. And then in terms of, like, stress and all of those other things, like, because you're already at a disadvantage, you need to make sure all of your other lifestyle things are, like, on point.
0: And it's hard to be, like, perfect in everything else to make up for one thing. You know what I mean? Like it's really difficult to do that and I'm realizing that now and I'm making a lot of active steps to try to do all of those things and I think I've made the right changes so far still plenty of room to grow uh, here but I think I've been making the right changes that uh, have led me to be in a much better place but that's a whole different conversation uh, but you like on your own personal health journey like you we've been talking a little bit about how you've been helping other people with their health you know through through maybe workouts as a personal trainer or starting to get into your new uh, integrative health coaching but you also had a uh, a health journey as well when you weren't feeling great and you made some changes in your own life. So I want to go back to that a little bit more.
1: I, so I guess the biggest thing that I struggled with that actually like defined my life for a while um, was like chronic sinus infections, asthma, okay. allergies. Now, when was
0: this in your life? Like what time frame? Like, my entire life. Your entire life, okay. Yeah,
1: like my entire life. Um, I, like I said, I was like a very sick kid. I got everything, like tonsils removed, adenoids removed, yeah, like, yeah. Um, lots of antibiotics which I now realize is like still affecting me in adulthood like my gut health got completely like flipped on its head and it takes time to like rebuild that and I discovered well after never feeling good after going to doctors like they're just giving me prescriptions to cover up the symptoms like I don't want to take like like an asthma inhaler forever or a nose spray for my allergies forever. I want to like fix my root causes. Like that is always who I've been. Like it's so funny because my mom is a pharmacist. So whenever I had a headache, which was like all the time when I was a kid, she was like, just take like a Tylenol. Like why, why do you torture yourself? And I was like, I want to know why I have a headache and I want to get to the root cause and fix it. And like, I don't even know how young I was. Like I could have been like 10 or 11. Like this has just been like who I am. Like I'm always like, well, how can I fix it naturally? Like, how can I avoid like, because I'm a very sensitive person. So if I like take a prescription for something else, like I will have side effects and like, I won't feel good. And I struggled with like chronic fatigue, like headaches. Um, but the biggest thing was like the sinus infections, um, and personally, after reading a ton of books and going to the allergist and you know ear, nose, and throat, I discovered that I had food sensitivities. Okay,
0: if, so now how old were you when you made this discovery? Oh
1: my gosh, um, in my twenties. Okay, yeah, right. like it was it was pretty recent. To be
0: fair, you're you're twenty seven, so I'm you're still in your twenties. So, but recently, okay.
1: <laughs> um, probably <laughs> two years ago. Okay. Um, I really like I had a hint because growing up like I never did well with dairy like you know my mom is like quote unquote lactose intolerant like my sister is lactose intolerant but like what does that even mean like we still had ice cream and we would take like a lactate lactate, yeah but like and I always like hated milk like I just had like an aversion to milk but like all of my doctors would test me for like environmental stuff like grass trees but nobody ever said why don't you check and see if 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 you change your diet. Yeah. And that that could be life-changing for you. And I like no one ever said that. I had to read like a ton of books and start experimenting on my own body. So I learned like the biggest food um like if people are sensitive to things there are there's about like 6 to 9 foods that are like the triggers. For okay. Like, like most people.
0: Like dairy is a big one. Dairy is a big um, one. Like gluten is also a big one. Gluten. Um, um soy. Soy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, so we don't have to get all into that now. But <laughs> I will I will just tell you that and it was really hard, but giving up dairy absolutely changed my life. Yeah. Like it was like the craziest thing I ever did. And I, I like I stopped getting sinus infections like yeah. they completely vanished and my digestion got better and my skin got clearer and I lost five pounds without doing anything else like yeah. not even working out more like like for me like constantly being sick and having head tension it like was so, like it was destroying my quality of life mm. and so now that I discovered that I am telling everyone like <laughs> like nothing against like you know I mean, you can, like, if if dairy works for your body, great. But, like, personally, most of the clients that I've run into, like, do so much better without it. But you, like, for me, like, I couldn't really tell a difference until I was off of it for, like, 21 days. So I put myself on, like, a 21-day elimination diet. And I took out all of the, you know, things that could be triggering me. And then I slowly introduced them, like, one at a time. And, like, like really paid attention to how I felt and kept like a food journal and wrote everything down. And because food can impact you like even as far as like four days later.
0: It's amazing how that works. Like it it is astounding to me.
1: Yeah. So if you're not like paying attention, you could never make the connection that a certain food is kind of the root of your issues and it's crazy because like my mom also has health issues and I was telling her for the longest time give up dairy mom just try and she was like yeah you're probably right but and then she like (laughs) didn't and she would her health issues continued and then she went to a nutritionist and the nutritionist was like uh dairy is your biggest problem yeah and then she was like don't even say that you told me so. I know you told me. I know. And I'm like, it's okay, mom. I'm just glad you came to the conclusion because like our genetics are the same. So like if this is helping me, like this is right. probably going to help you. It makes sense. But yeah, that was like a big thing. I don't even remember your original question.
0: <laughs> no, no. It's okay. You've been answering it. But So I gave up dairy not too long ago myself. And uh, I remember the first week I was a miserable a-hole to be around. Like I – I, I've always heard and read studies where like they talk about how like cheese has a similar effect on your brain of like what heroin would do to someone. And I'm not comparing cheese to heroin, don't get me wrong. But I went through withdrawal, giving up dairy. And that was that was actually the moment that I realized that I needed to give it up. I was like, if my body is craving this in this kind of way, where like I want to punch everybody I walk into in this day because I'm that unhappy with my life then I should not be putting this in my body. Like this is not, I don't, I I got tested. I got blood tested. I don't have a dairy sensitivity and I Mm -hmm. don't have a gluten sensitivity, Mm -hmm. but I still felt the effects of it. Like when I gave it up, my life, like it, it changed. I know it sounds dramatic, but my life changed giving up dairy.
1: Yeah, and like I have an intolerance and I did get a blood test, but like if you want a better quality of life, like you can still try it. Like because it's kind of like, gross, but dairy is very mucus forming. Mm -hmm. So whether that is like gunking up your like digestive system and causing, you know, constipation, or if it's for me, it was like messing up my sinuses and causing like a lot of stuff in there. And so like everyone can benefit from like, you know, having less like mucus and buildup and (laughs) like, sorry, that's like really gross. And (laughs)
0: like (laughs) the other
1: thing with like gluten is like, even if you don't have sensitivity to it like it is linked with like brain fog and Mm -hmm. feeling sleepy and like I I'm tired enough like I have a very like active (laughs) like if two slices of wheat bread are gonna make me feel even more tired like I don't want it like and I've noticed that personally in my body like I get brain fog I get sluggish if I if I eat it and so I just like what is going to nourish my body? And I I just choose not to eat those foods. And like at first it's really hard and you do go through withdrawal. Like for me, I always had terrible, terrible sugar cravings. And yeah. part of that has to do with like the antibiotics. And then you have like an overgrowth of like bad bugs in your gut. And then you they crave sugar and like all this stuff. Um, but there is like a transition period. You are going to feel worse before you feel better. Yeah. but
0: It's so true.
1: But there are things you can do, yeah, like to to buffer that. Um, but you just honestly, you just have to hang in there. You know, it's
0: so true. I mean, that was my big thing. I, one of my my new doctor that I was seeing uh, wanted me to go on the whole thirty because she wanted to see what would happen if we eliminated a lot of those things. And we're going to do a whole podcast about nutrition in the future here. So I don't want to go down like a crazy rabbit hole here. But but I think it is important to talk about this because I think it's part of your story and it's part of your journey and why I think you're so important to be a part. Uh, of this podcast here too. But uh, we started doing the whole 30, got through a couple of weeks, but that first week was so difficult. Like, I, I can't tell you. And I'm just like, all I'm doing is eliminating like a few things, but I really, I hated it. Like, I really, really hated it. But then... Two weeks down the road, I was like, man, I feel amazing. One of my biggest things that and I know we had talked about this before, Corinne, but one of my biggest things that was a sign for me that things were not right is I was never hungry, ever at all. Like it was two years of never being hungry. I ate food because I knew I needed to get nutrition, but like I was never like I'd wake up in the morning and feel full. Like I could eat breakfast and then not eat again for three days and not even feel hungry. Um there was just something wrong inside of me and I couldn't figure it out. Like doctor's visits, all of that, couldn't figure it out. And then I went and saw an integrative health doctor and she gave me these blood tests and I did a, a fecal test, I did a you know a, a saliva test and we discovered so many little things that like you were saying before, nobody ever told you that your problems could be related to food. Nobody ever, you know, told you these things, and that's what it was me. No one ever told me. Like, I mean, you tried. Well, to. I did. You tried to, but <laughs> I'm a jerk. And I didn't listen to you all the way. But like, but having you know, sitting down with a doctor and looking at the blood test information and going, "Wow, like this is this is a there's
1: problem. Something here. Like, there's
0: something wrong here for yeah, sure." Yeah. Um. So again, we're gonna talk more about like a nutrition thing in a different um podcast. But I just thought it was interesting because you. <laughs> You can't see her right now, people that are listening, but she's like so excited. She's like, I want to talk about nutrition right now. We don't <laughs> have time for it. We'll get into it in a different another podcast. Don't it. worry. Uh, but your personal journey and what is what has shaped what you're doing and where you're going with your future, all of these things tie into it. Like your discovery about your own health, I imagine, has completely inspired you to want to shout from the rooftops, guys, like this is going to help you. Like I can, you know, point in some directions, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. Like like working with clients, like spreading the word, like helping them discover or at least just be open to like lifestyle changes and and supporting them along that way. And like I feel like when I was doing my coaching program, they said something that like stuck with me and it was your mess is your message. mm And I, if I hadn't been through like all of the health things that I went through, I would have never become an integrative wellness coach. I probably would have been off somewhere like performing like modern and ballet dance or like (laughs) I could have been a graphic designer. Like I probably would have never, you know, even gotten into the health and wellness world. So it's almost like you have to be super grateful for even the hard times that you've been through because- Like now I just want to like share it with everyone. Like I, yeah, it's just been like a crazy healing journey and I'm still on it and I'm still like learning and still growing. And I feel like as long as we're alive like that, will never go away.
0: Yeah. I think that's an important message in this podcast in general is that it's a journey. Like there is not... I mean, there's not necessarily a finish line that we're all going to across at some point, like that journey changes, like there's twists and turns. And, and you're like, for me, when I hit 35 years old, that's when my body basically gave me the middle finger and said, all right, see you later. Anything you thought you knew about us, <laughs> not anymore. Um, so life changes as you age, life changes, uh, as your schedule changes. Like there's so many twists and turns in this road towards wellness that, uh, there's always going to be something new to learn about who you are and about how you can do things differently to make yourself happy and, and, well
1: yeah i mean i just hope to inspire others Mm -hmm. to just be curious and to not take like what someone tells them as like you know end all be all like do research like experiment on your own body like we learn a lot about bio individuality like what works for me might not work for you Mm -hmm. it might but it might not and that's okay and like but being open to you know Going on that path and doing the hard work of like figuring out what exactly you need, whether that's physically, emotionally, spiritually, like in all aspects, like figuring out, you know, what you need.
0: Yeah. And and that's exactly true. I mean, everybody's body is different. Your body is different from my body. Like, you know, yeah. Cutting dairy out worked for both of us, but it probably had different effects on both of us too, You know, but it still was a successful thing. And that's, that's a very important thing. Another key point for this podcast is that everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different. So we're trying to tell you about our journey and we're trying to tell you about things that worked for us, but you know what? It, it might not necessarily work for you, but we hope you find some kind of inspiration here or at least some knowledge that maybe points you in the right direction towards something that could work for you and maybe help you find that light at the end of the tunnel that you're trying to search for. Um, Corinne, so uh, before we kind of start to wrap things up here, I I want, you're going to be a feature of this podcast in future episodes. I hope as long as you uh, keep wanting to put up with me, um, for this, but, uh, as you keep developing in your own career and your new projects that you're working on, where can people follow you? Is there a place they can find you and they can find out some more information about what you're doing, maybe get in touch with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, so right now I would say the biggest place would be Instagram, um, at integrative.corin. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of things are in the works, but I think that's like the easiest way.
0: Okay, perfect. And we have one too, the podcast, that's when it's called Be More Well Podcast. That's B-E More Well Podcast. Uh, if you want to look that up as well, and we'll make sure we tag Corinne uh, in something on there so you can find her. What's funny about this is that when I first met Corinne, she did not really have like an instant you had an Instagram but you weren't like using it I hated social yeah, media she like hated I it so hated much social media. and you know what and there's a lot of we'll talk about that in a future podcast too there's a lot of reasons why you should hate social media but uh we were talking to her about this we're like Corinne this could be a great opportunity for you to get your message out there and for you to maybe uh you know maybe attract some more clients for yourself and everything and you know I've noticed over the last couple of years you took my advice on that one because you use it a lot more frequently now in a good way in a great way it is way.
1: so funny that you mention that because you And your fiance Amanda, like, did tell me, like, you were like, you're like, you have so much potential and you are not sharing, like, what you know with others. And I was like, I was like, they're right. (laughs) I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll get an Instagram. They were like, start using hashtags. I was like, oh God. Like, but I do like recognize the value, especially with what I wanna do, which is like, reach as many people as possible that, like, I mean, I need to have a presence. So, it's so funny that, like, I've helped you. You've helped me like in yeah. our in our own ways. and like now here we are. like, you know,
0: yeah, that's the crazy thing about this world. There was actually a podcast I was listening to not too long ago, and uh, I can't think of the woman's name. She's like, a. She was a star on Vine when Vine was a thing. Now she like hosts some TV shows here and there. Anyway, she was talking about social media and how it can be like a real garbage dump of just negativity and awful things. But she said one of her philosophies is to feed your feed with things that genuinely feed you. Mm-hmm. So follow people and look up things that genuinely would have an inspiration to you. And that's kind of what I try to do with mine now and I I know that's what you do as well like you're always posting uh just messages and different ideas about things that that are are positive you know there's not like the negativity or like hey look at me look at me it's it's very I don't know like it's a very inspiring place to be and I, I like how some people are starting to make that change and it's not just like a Man, if you're not this hot, you're not cool enough, kind of thing. You know, that's a lot of pressure. But again, that's a conversation for a different time. Uh, but Karin Kamel, uh, thank you so much for coming by. Like, I'm really excited to start this podcast journey and to have you as a part of it with me. I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I just, I love the idea that we can team up again on something else besides you destroying me on a workout floor um, at a gym, and I mean that in a very good way, destroying me.
1: <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Jeff. It's I'm so excited about this. It's it's going to be great, and. I still do want to kick your butt once in a while.
0: (laughs) Well, I think we can probably make that happen. Corinne Kamel, thank you so much for being in here. And thank you so much for listening to the Be More Well podcast. This was episode two. Please go ahead and click subscribe so you can make sure you're up to date on all the latest episodes from the Be More Well podcast. Also, you can find us on social media. Follow us on Instagram. It's at Be More Well podcast. And on Twitter, we're just at Be More Well. Feel free to follow us and send me any comments, questions, thoughts, anything you got about the podcast. I would love to hear from you.